Hello and welcome back to our New World of Work podcast, continuing our series looking at the digital and tech market in Scotland. We spoke to consultant Fraser Bailey about the demand for software skills. First question I'd like to ask you is, has the pandemic accelerated the demand for specialist software skills in Scotland? Yeah, I, I think so. It, it was a funny one going into last year. Um, everyone was expecting to kick off all their big projects and and really have a good year. And then the pandemic hit. Um, last year was a very slow one. I, I think a lot of our clients took time to to look at their staff, look at where they were going. Um, and it kind of took last year to slimline. So it was very quiet to start with, but now we're really starting to see it build um, back up. So. In terms of the skill sets we're seeing, I'm actually supporting a few of our clients with digital teams. So it's like software engineers that have been really focused um, within the, the digital transformation space. Um, your, your Java guys, your .NET. Um, so yeah, I, I think for us, it's the, it's the Java um, engineers with digital transformation experience and some technical leads that have done the same, just so they can look into the future and say, look, this is how the way of work's going to be. Um, and yeah, let, let, let's put some foundations in place so we can support that. Uh, fantastic. Thank you, Fraser. I'm just, uh, if I can pick you up on that, um, you know, you mentioned Java, for example. Are there, any, are there any other programming languages? So, for example, we hear about Python, for example, quite, quite a lot. Is, are there any other particular languages that, that are in demand at the moment? Yeah, so mostly Java and .NET, but we are starting to see a bit of a rise in, in the likes of React. That, that, that's a big one in the market at the moment. Um, it's, it's quite hard to get your hands on someone that's got that experience, um, but um, if you do, then yeah, apps, absolutely. Um, our clients will, will want to speak to them. Okay, thank you. Um, and Fraser, obviously IR35 has, has been, you know, kind of bubbling under for, for a few years, obviously with the public sector first and now the private sector. Um, so, I mean, what can you tell us about that and how that's impacting um, the market for software professionals? Yeah, uh, again, so I think that last year we were putting that into place for a lot of our clients before it got diverted for the year. Um, I actually think that was a bit of a um a bit of a blessing to go through some of that last year um because this time around when we're speaking to our consultants um a lot of them are very much clued up on it they know what's coming um it's almost just like our second our second chance at it um, so um in terms of how i think it's going to affect the industry it's like all things i think it'll be really disruptive at first and there'll be um Sort of a lot of change we might see a bit of a dip in roles a few consultants not wanting to particularly go inside ir35 but i think over over the time um it, it will start to ease off a wee bit and i think people will be, become a bit more accepting um to it and, and happy to take those inside roles just kind of changing direction a little bit fraser so if we look at i mean one of one of the uh, topics that's often you know talked about in, in you know in the news for example is, is a lack of diversity yep. in it and, and digital and tech so what are you thought your thoughts on that how much of an issue actually is it in terms of you know plugging these skills gaps for example yeah no absolutely is still an issue um over the years, there has been more and more women coming into software, and we see that with some of our big clients like JP Morgan, um, hire a lot of women, which is great, um, and Barclays. 
I think there isn't Morgan Phillips. We try and put a bit of an added focus on when we're putting a short list together for our clients to ensure that it's not just the first three people that we speak to, but try and have more of a diverse um, short list over to the client. Um, so such as looking for, for women. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it is an issue, but we, we're trying to fix that a wee bit um, and we can see the markets starting to grow. Perfect. Thank you, Fraser. And, um, you know, if, if we look at the the market kind of overall at the moment, what, what would you say are the big differences, um, you know, at the start of 2021 compared to, say, 2020? I mean, are things getting better now? Is there a pickup um, or are there still challenges in terms of, you know, for example, employers being a little bit cautious with, with their recruitment and candidates perhaps as well? Um, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think last year we, we saw a lot of clients a bit wary to to start hiring people because they didn't really know how the market was going to go. Um, so a lot of projects were put on pause, um, but ultimately these projects need to be picked back up again. They need to, to go ahead for, for these businesses to be successful. So, in fact, coming into January, we didn't really know how it was going to be, um, but we actually had a really busy January, February as well extremely busy that looks like March is just going to be even worse <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's absolutely great news for us it's great news for candidates in the market especially especially the the people that maybe lost their job last year um which we saw a lot of people were made redundant um which is a shame so like I, I think this year is going to be a much better year we're seeing it already we, we don't think it's going to be stopping anytime soon our clients are telling us we have projects here that need to be delivered to. Um, and it's almost like now when we get a roll in, it's we need these guys yesterday. So it's, it's all systems go. Yeah, of course, Fraser. And, and, you know, picking up on what you were saying about, you know, it was obviously a very brutal year. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs or, you know, were put on furlough, you know. So what we always ask this question as well, what's your advice as well for candidates, particularly those who are looking now, those that, you know, possibly you know looking for jobs and roles maybe struggling a little bit so what would you say to them in terms of how can they differentiate themselves yeah so what what I would say is just absolutely keep at it um start building relationships with um sort of recruitment agencies people like myself um and getting conversations around really what you're looking for we can talk through cvs make sure they're really up to date and, and perfect for going in front of a client but yeah it, it might take a wee bit of time there's a lot of people now looking for the one job um but just absolutely stick at it keep building relationships with recruitment agencies and don't be afraid to reach out to any of your old contacts that you've maybe worked with in the past um you, you never know um what, what sort of projects they're going to be kicking off in the next few months so yeah that, that would be my advice so, so Fraser, as well, um, obviously, we, you know, you've mentioned about candidates. What about employers and hiring managers? What kind of advice would you give to them? Yeah, so I guess what I'm seeing in the market at the moment, are, I mean, when there is a rollout, it moves very quickly. Um, for example, when we're hiring somebody permanent, that can take two weeks, that process for interview, but I actually had somebody interviewing a sorry, sent to the client on a Tuesday, interviewing a Wednesday and starting a Monday. So we are seeing things move extremely quickly. So if I was a client and I, and I did like somebody, um, absolutely have to move quick on it um, because the candidates are getting snapped up at the moment, um, which is a good thing. 
Right. OK, very, very quick, the process. And and also yep. from a from a candidate point of view, I mean, no, I mean, what are employers as well looking for in candidates? Because we hear a lot about, for example, it's not just about technical skills, is it? Yep. No, no, not at all. Um, in terms of what, what our clients are looking for, they're, they're looking for people that are ambitious. They, they're starting projects from scratch again. Their business has been um, kind of knocked down last year um, and they're building from scratch again. So if, if you've got ambition, um, you come across well, um, you've got good stakeholder management skills, that, that's everything they're looking for. Someone that can just come in, take a project um, and just absolutely pull it forward and, and do the best job they can. Um, that, that's exactly what they're looking for just now. Yeah, perfect. And Fraser, one last question I have would be um, moving forward. If you look ahead to say six months down the line or the end yep. of 2021, which role do you see as being potentially the hottest job in software? If you were to pick one skill set, one programming language, one area of expertise, which one do you think when we look back in 12 months time, you'll think, well, that really took off, for example? A good question. Um... I still think it will be the Java developers and .NET developers um, that have those digital skills. Um, for example, have worked in digital transformations. I think that that will be the ones, the skill set that our clients will be looking for down the line. Perfect. Well, Fraser, look, thank you very much. It's been great having you um, yes, on our podcast today and uh, really, really appreciate your time.